0: Happy Tuesday, guys, and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Toffrey, joined, as always, by Shane Diefenbach, Sean DePaz. We've got a lot to get into today. Uh, Bobby Hurley stuff, Pac-12 football stuff, Um, but definitely want to start out. Just just thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamlin's family um, and really just everybody involved with the situation that kind of unfolded last night in Cincinnati. Sean, I know you're a giant Buffalo Bills fan, so I can't imagine what just, you know, last 24 hours for you thinking that there was going to be a game, and then obviously things just progressed into life yeah. and death situations.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was crazy, right? Like, like you said, uh, everyone was kind of excited for this super important football game, and then ultimately... Sports didn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was specifically hard for me, like you mentioned, it being a Bills thing, um, him being 24 years old, I'm 24 years old, having my mom text me about it. Um, like, it was a, it was one of the, I mean, like, the reality, you watched a man die on the field, yeah. and they res, they resuscitated him, but you watched a man die on the field. It was one of the most dramatic things I've ever seen, period, let alone in sports. Um, and so, I, I don't know, it's, uh, I think, important to provide perspective that ultimately what we do and what we talk about doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love sports and they can be great things, but at the end of the day, it's unimportant. Um, the, a man, a man died. He was resuscitated, but his life will never be the same. Um, and so that, that it's, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for obviously him, his family, just watching the, the his teammates, the way they reacted to it was so difficult to watch. Um, but on the other side of it, it was it was it was beautiful how people responded. Um, uh, Shane and I were talking about it earlier, but like m- massive props to the ESPN crew for how they responded to all of that. Like uh, that, that that seems like an impossible situation. Um, respect to Bill, obviously Bills fans, Bengals fans, just all the people who who raised four million dollars in a couple of hours essentially yeah. for his charity. Like it it was one of the hardest things I've ever seen in sports, but it also resulted in one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in sports and how people reacted to it. So. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely thinking of Demar Hamlin and his family. That is uh, very tough. It was very, very, very difficult thing to watch. Yeah,
0: and all the first responders as yeah, well. For sure, that that got there, and like you said, football wasn't on anyone's mind. Yeah, and, um, and it quite frankly, shouldn't have been. Uh, so yeah, DeMar, Demar Hamlin's charity that they've got the the Chasing M Foundation Community Toy Drive up over four million. Um, like you mentioned, literally all you got to do is type in Demar Hamlin's name into Google. Um, and then the Chasing M's Foundation GoFundMe, and you guys can can donate there. I've seen there's Christian McCaffrey donated. Yep. Um, yeah. Several NFL players have already donated thousands uh, of dollars uh, to that. That's
2: another thing about Demar Hamlin that I, I feel like kind of gets lost in all of this is the man started the charity to help children when he was in college. Yeah, like this is a, this is a obviously it doesn't ultimately matter, but this is a good person. This is a, an incredibly good young man um, whose life has now been changed forever. Um, so yeah, definitely. If you can support, if you can't, share it for other people who can support.
0: Yeah, and I think it's just a good good reminder, like they've said uh, on a bunch of national broadcasts, that, you know, this is, it's something that is a part of the game, the violence of it. uh, But this is just not ever anything that you ever really imagine happening. And, of course, nobody wants to see something like this happen. Um, So just, again... Prayers to Tamar Hamlin's family, the Buffalo Bills organization, um, and then, again, just anybody involved with kind of just saving Demar's life. Uh, so it's it, there's no good way to transition um, in, into really anything, but I do want to talk about Bobby Hurley for a little bit um, because the basketball team, they do have a game on Thursday. They've got a game on Sunday, Washington State on Thursday, and then Washington um, on Sunday. We know Bobby Hurley's teams usually struggle – when it comes to to Pac-12 series, um, at least in terms of sweeping those series. So those games are what they are, but Bobby Hurley was on his weekly radio sh- radio show this morning on 98.7 FM, um, and he said some interesting things that I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on. Uh, so I think that the thing that stuck out biggest to me in terms of his comments is that he was simply concerned going into the game about how the team would respond in the first half after losing the way they did to USF, he quite literally said that he was concerned with their confidence level um, going into that game. What do you make of of Bobby Hurley a saying that, um, and b the reality of it? Like he was concerned, and his concerns came true pretty much. Yeah, I mean, a I think that we don't
2: talk a whole lot about kind of how young this team is. Like there, there's a, a lot of guys who have not. I mean. Frankie, this is his first real year and he's mm-hmm. like, considered the leader of this team in a lot of ways and this is his, uh, obviously his second year in college but his first year as a starter. Um, this is, uh, For most of these guys, probably the first time they have ever lost a game that bad. Possibly in their lives. Um, so, I, I understand why Bobby might be a little concerned um, about that and obviously he ended up having a reason to be concerned. Um, but it, I, it doesn't they're, they're kids. Like The fact that their confidence might have been a little shaken. Uh it, it's not surprising to me. That's, I, that's I think, one of the worst losses ever.
1: Yeah, I just don't think Bobby Hurley lets that happen. Though his intensity and next up, next man up mentality with this team. I mean, it's so deep. It's yeah. He he. he you can be concerned, but uh, I that just might be what he says and not what he actually thinks. Like,
2: well, then what's the alternative? They 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 came out and played exactly the way he said he thought they were going to, and they they didn't show up for the first half. I mean, so but, but,
1: which but, is on him. But, in a way. but Yeah. But, But did they? They just didn't shoot well. They played well otherwise. But but that's, but that's,
0: it's one thing if that was like a problem that occurred for the very first time this season. But that is not the case. That is in probably... Yeah, but it was
1: happening before USF. So why does the USF loss matter?
0: Because it affected the confidence. I think going into this game or before the USF game, we saw that this team was very confident.
1: DJ Horn, very confident. Des Cambridge, very confident. Yeah, very confident in, in this game as well. But, they just couldn't hit their shots. They were taking their shots they Well, then that's
0: a, that's a problem. That's, that's a problem that
1: continues
0: to be an issue for this team. And it, it's something that, quite frankly, can't continue. And I feel like when you go on the radio and you talk about the team's confidence, you talk about how you were concerned with the team going into the first half of this game, you understand the potential issues because of the USF loss, because of the way that game ended up playing out, because of the 10-day break um, that you had. Like... At a certain point, the blame shifts from the players to the coaches, right? Because for five straight games, if your team is shooting below 25% or whatever it is in the first half of games, which is not that low, but like, at what point is that no longer on the players? That's on you to figure it out as the head coach of the a division one basketball program. Yeah,
1: I'm saying at, at what point is he, is he actually concerned with it and has to do something when it comes to shooting the ball well in the first half, he can't. Like he he can help their confidence, but I don't think it's a confidence thing. I think it's well, a mental thing, and it's a mental block where it's not confidence, but it's just like, uh.
0: like just until the first one goes in.
1: Uh, but then,
2: if that is the case, why say this? Why say that you you were concerned about their confidence, and that that ultimately is what he thought was the, ended up being the problem? What do you gain from saying that if that is not what actually happened?
1: Yeah, the hell if I know, coach. So uh, that, that's that's <laughs> but that's why I
2: am inclined to believe that that's the case. I i. I Bobby doesn't seem the kind of guy that just says things.
1: Yeah, but nothing. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Like, I just I just feel like he, he... I mean, maybe it's a Cinderella man, right? Maybe, like we talked about the other day, how how after that UCF game, he decided that was the time to pull out the the Cinderella man and kind of give his guys like a little bit of a kick in the ass, which obviously didn't work. Um, but maybe this is just... He finally felt the need to pull out the... Maybe they just weren't confident enough card, and maybe it's not. But I just... I'm inclined to believe that that is the case if he is saying that. Yeah,
1: nothing. just nothing I've seen from this team shows me that they're not confident. I just think that it, it, it may be on him to get them more confident, sure, but I think the bigger problem is to get them more confident, you drop a better play. To get them more confident, you get them to the rim early in the game, and that's where I think it, it, it failed yeah. because they're confident to shoot threes. They'll chuck them all day. They think they can make them. Des Cambridge will take, will take a fadeaway Three with, with 20 seconds left in the shot clock because he thinks it's a good shot because he thinks he can make that. DJ Horn will do the same. They'll do those things. They just might not make them. I don't think it's a confidence thing. I think as a coach, he needs to be better at getting the ball yeah. the ball into the basket early.
0: Like what Joe was saying, Hurley's job is to scheme more easy buckets instead of relying on confidence, 100%. And I think those easy buckets start with Warren Washington, a guy who there have been times this season where I just feel like he doesn't get enough touches on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, this is a guy that's seven feet tall, He's averaging seven points and seven boards a season, which, in my personal opinion, seven points is not enough for a seven-footer um, in the Pac-12. He's had five games a season where he scored double digits. ASU is 4-1 and one in those games. And I know, you know, you look at the talent pool of who they've played in those five games, it's not anybody crazy. But, like, you have to feed your big man, right? Like, yeah. there's got to be well, at least some sort of presence that doesn't have opposing teams... Just sitting on the perimeter, yeah. waiting for you to take a bad shot. Yeah,
2: I mean, I feel like that's ultimately the shortcoming of Bobby as a basketball coach. Is is I don't think he really has that in his bag in figuring out a way to f- to, to get the ball to who not as not the best player, but I think the player who's capable of being the most dominant. Like when you're seven foot t- feet tall, like, you have you probably can be pretty dominant. And it, He's not just a seven footer. He's like he's a talented basketball player too. Like I, I feel like that ultimately is on Bobby to figure out a way to get him the ball because especially at this school with the reputation this team has for being guard you and all that stuff. like Guards are going to want to take over the game and control the game. Um, You need as the coach to make sure that you're figuring out ways to get the ball to Warren, yeah. which I don't think they have.
1: Well, and also this is just not who Warren Washington is. Like it'd be one thing if he came from Nevada averaging 16 and 12 and you're like, where is this? That's not who he is. He's awesome interior de- inter- on the interior defensive side of the ball, but like ten points a game last year on a Nevada team that needed more scoring because it was just Des and him basically. And and he he's taken the around the same shot attempts last year and the year before that that he was hovering around the one fifty range. He's around sixty, but 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 what's good here is the efficiency. Now you're yeah. getting sixty three percent from the mm-hmm. field rather than sixty or fifty eight. Um, and and the the biggest bright spot that ASU has needed for years is. The block numbers. I mean, he two point one blocks a game. Last year was one point two, and the year before that was 0.7. Like, he's doing the things I think that, you know, y- you don't really notice. It's quiet because it's not like he's sending shit out into the fourth row. Just a, a tip here and there uh, on the defensive side of the ball. But he's and and I do agree. I mean, I would love to see your starting big men get more touches and maybe just facilitate, even if it's not scoring. But it's just not who he is,
0: but I feel like it, it's. I feel like it's somebody that he can be, or it's an an yeah, area of his great his game that can yeah, be. You've exploited. seen him flashes for sure, yeah. Yeah, you've seen and be, I just be able I just to pass the ball. For if example. he's not that guy, right? If he's not the the seven footer that is capable of scoring and doing a thing, then I'll be honest. Duke Brennan has showed promise that he could do it too, like that he could score when needed to. He can get offensive rebounds when needed to, and I'm not by any means suggesting that Duke Brennan should get a, a whole bunch of minutes over Warren. But I feel like at a certain point, and it does come down to Bobby scheming early points, right? Early easy buckets, because that's what this team struggles on, is getting those easy early buckets. Then at a certain point, then maybe you shake up the rotation a little bit to where you get Duke Brennan playing a little bit earlier on just to get the ball in the bucket. like Because right now, this team is is not doing it efficiently early on in games, and they're falling behind, and they're having to rely on the the crazy defense in the second half and transition offense.
1: Yeah, as Joe points out, it just doesn't happen. Under Bobby Hurley, 9.9 points a game for Graham last year. Romello's highest was 8.8 points a game. And and frankly, his teams have always looked like this. They don't need their bigs to score. And, and it would be nice, and especially early. But how about just a pass inside on one in every three possessions? Just yeah. get it inside, get the defense to turn and look for a second. Yeah. And maybe you create something different. Because as we've said, this Princeton offense, You know, handoff, dribble, handoff, cut, dribble, handoff, cut. It only works when uh, either somebody burns somebody on a backdoor cut, or Warren Washington is passing to Des Cambridge, and that connection has been built over years. It's a connection that there really isn't any other on the team, maybe other than Dev and Des.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is a team that I think does need Warren. They're off. Their guards are not consistent enough. Scoring. Uh, Have they ever been though? Yeah. No. And yep, also that, what, is, what is what is what is ASU basketball ever accomplished? It's
1: Bobby's that's, fault. That's, well, what's, yeah, that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're, we're, all all we're, we're all on the same page. page. Like, <laughs> age, Bobby fault. has to
2: figure out but like like you said like I, I do think this is a team that now is in a position where you're not going to succeed if you're if you're not getting the ball to him because they off unless De- Dev or or DJ start consistently scoring, you need a third option, hopefully one that's not a guard. Um that can be consistent. Like you I, I feel like it benefits the guards to make other teams respect Warren Washington as an offensive threat, um, and I yeah, like, like I said, I think we're all on the same page that that's up to Bobby to figure out a way to get him the ball.
0: I feel like as one of the greatest collegiate like point guards of all time, you should probably be able to scheme some offense together. Like I feel like that doesn't that doesn't seem like that tall of an ask. Yeah, but Bobby also
2: kind of strikes me as the guy. He's like, you guys are dogs. Figure it out. Like not but, not really, but like like. I don't know. It, 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 being a good player doesn't necessarily mean you're a good coach. And Bobby's a good coach, yeah. but I do think this is a clear this is a shortcoming deficiency in his in his yeah, he, coaching ability.
1: He's a he's a good motivator and a solid coach and not a good actress those yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. Um I Joe brings up starting Gaff. Um let's not do that. Yeah. Uh just because, you know. Please no. Yeah. Uh I don't think I our sanity I, I wouldn't hate bringing a Cambridge brother off the bench for Duke Brennan to start at the 4.
0: Say that Good. one more time.
2: So so, sit Dev most sit so Dev or Dez. And I feel like you need. Mm, I feel like Dez could be a very effective
1: six man. Six man. Yeah,
2: I feel like he could be the kind of guy. Okay, then go. Could, then you're too big. Yeah, yeah. I know.
1: Yeah, I I I think you go Frankie DJ and Dez, Duke Washington.
2: Yeah, I mean Duke is Duke is started to earn it. I, I think he's yeah. starting to prove that he. If not if he's not in the starting lineup, he should be the first person off the bench because he is
1: yeah, he is, that's one thing where he yeah, where he move, lacks in size. We'll move DJ to the bench, but uh, yeah.
2: I wouldn't wouldn't hate that either. DJ
1: still plays the most minutes out of anybody. It's just
2: crazy to me. It's like Chris Paul. He's not why is he playing more minutes than DeAndre Aden when yeah, he's not? I, playing I, I, th- I think it's I a lot mean, of
1: things that you don't see on a stat sheet though. Yeah,
2: but um yeah, I just I, I think I think one thing that that Warren lacks in his game that, that Duke doesn't or, or not? I mean, Warren's seven feet tall. Duke is not. Like Duke is a little more mobile. He's also con- like a little bit more of a dog. Like he's gonna he's gonna mix it up a little bit more, and he's gonna he's gonna dive for things in ways like he's gonna be a little more aggressive, I think, than Warren. Which might, in part, be his being a freshman and a little too confident. But I'd rather have that than him not being confident. Like you um, just,
0: this team can be so good. Yeah. Like they, this team has the potential to be. A top three team in the Pac-12. And
2: yeah, I, and I genuinely believe it. It's different than when we were saying the exact same things in last year. Because we were, We, I mean, especially Shane was always like, we were always like, this team can be good. This team is good. It's just, they're not good enough. And they're not good enough consistently. They're not good enough for yeah. an entire game.
1: So how do you get Warren to score without making him do post moves that he doesn't have? Because he doesn't have a all lot. All oops. All oops. You get him fouled. Yeah, I mean that's why his highest I'm, scoring game this year was 18 points against San Diego, and he had, took eight free throw attempts ooh, and made them all. Yeah, I'm very
2: interested to see how they play against Washington, how they play against the zone. I feel like that's a spot that Warren could could dominate in because a great way to beat the lo- the, the zone is with with lobs over the top, um, and Warren could be very effective at that. Because in case you didn't know,
0: he's seven feet tall. I feel like Bobby forgets that he's seven feet tall sometimes. Yeah. He's like, oh <laughs> shit, we have one of those now. He looks around. He's like, Oh, oh shit. You're, up there. <laughs> You're new. When'd you get here? Like, it's because he's never really had like a guy the size of Warren Washington.
1: Yeah. And um, I,
2: I do think we need to give Bobby a little credit in that regard, too. Right. Like, I, I think we talk a lot about, and he's the coach and he's more experienced. So, but we talk a lot about the team coming together and like giving them a, a, a second to like, not, obviously, not anymore, but at the beginning of the season, giving them time to like figure each other out and get used to one another. Bobby probably has to get used to having a seven footer. Yeah, like, he true. doesn't have a whole lot of experience coaching that. Um, I don't know if he had any of those at the university at Buffalo, um, but he hasn't had many here. So uh, hopefully he'll he figure it out, but he has to figure it out now because yeah. we're now in conference.
1: Joey, we, we saw two high low backdoor cuts from Warren to Dez uh, against U of A. That was great. Um, but a high low from a big to another big. Yeah. We don't see that because when you run, when they run that offense, when they run the Gaffney, Washington, Gaffney, Brennan, like even Dev and, in Washington, you don't see that. You see you see three people on the perimeter and two people low, and they're just kind of standing there. Yeah. And then one comes up for a highball screen, and the other sits in the short corner, and you're like, where's the spacing? And it's nowhere. I just don't know if you can install that now. It's, it's, it seems crazy because it's literally one of the most elementary YMCA basketball things you learn, but I don't. Like Gaffney at the high post with Warren, that sounds great. Gaffney can hit a 14-footer every now yeah. and then. Yeah. And Warren can seal. But then you then you kind of think about, I mean, I know this is against the the best front court in the country, but you think about what that looked like when Warren got the ball down low. There are a couple situations where he sealed low and he gets the ball and he's just like, oh, fuck, I don't know <laughs> what to do. I'm, a, I'm just a tall man. And, and, again, that just goes to my point of like, I don't think he's a offensive-minded center. And, yeah, you can change that as a coach. But it's not as easy as just saying score the ball. Like, you you, you got to get him more confidence, and can you do that halfway through a season? I don't know.
0: I guess we'll see. We'll see just how good Bobby Hurley is a coach, um, and I guess you know some of these players just truly how deep in their bag they can go. I do want to continue the Bobby Hurley conversation, but before I do that, I want to tell you guys about Bad Birdie. They got the comfiest, I would say probably most stylish golf apparel. Absolutely, um, you out say there probably. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Thank Quite you. frankly, they do. Don't disrespect. Um, me. and the crazy thing about what Bad Birdie Golf like has in terms of, of product is like I know it's advertised as golf apparel, but you can literally wear it anywhere and you're about to be the start of the show. Yeah. And like, it's, don't it's, matter where you go with it.
2: It's very breathable, and I don't know if we've ever told you all this, but the 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 A C is not on on the weekends so when we're sitting here, sometimes I get a little, I go, we're
0: sitting on these lights, I get a little sweaty. So having a, a light Bad Birdie polo is... Just to breathe a little, just to breathe. Prime. Guys, if you want to get some, use code PHNX underscore sports 15 for 15% off of your next order at badbirdiegolf.com.
2: Boys, I have something that's going to change the game for y'all. Do you? You know, will you ever have like a strawberry shortcake or... You want one of those strawberry shortcake ice cream bars? Dude, yes. Oh my god, Goaded. Goaded, right? Strawberries and cream, top three flavor combo. Yeah, I would agree. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say behind maybe only orange and cream. Orange cream. School orange and cream. Yeah. Um, Well, now you can get both with OGs. Oh! Bang. Um, You can check out their new CBD THC Happy Balance Ratio flavor. Happy
1: Balance. Happy Balance. Happy Balance, everybody. Happy Balance. Happy Balance. What are you guys dressing up for?
2: Derek! Happy Balance.
1: What are you guys dressing up as for Happy Balance? Um, a strawberry. Mm. Ooh, can I be cream? Yeah, of course. Nice. Um, you can always be my cream. I'll be nice. yeah, <laughs> I'll be Beauregard. Nice. 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 Um,
2: regardless of how you're going to dress up, uh yeah, check out OG's new CBD THC Happy Balance Radio flavor strawberries and cream. Fuck me up. <laughs> that sounds so good, dude. Um, as always, you can find them at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 plus to enjoy. Mm. Maybe that would get
0: the ASU <laughs> basketball <laughs> offense kicking.
2: No, it probably got the C- CBD in there. I think it would slow him down a little bit.
0: Really? I think it would slow the game down for them. For like, them? Entirely. Yeah. Hmm. It'd
2: be like a superpower. Only one way to find out.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's probably against the Pac-12 rules. You probably can't be high and play basketball. At probably. Some
2: of them are also too young. Hey, guys, are we
1: missing Jalen Graham?
2: Yes. No. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. no, I do. I, I no. you know, I miss having an
0: automatic shot with him as hook. Can we make a trade?
1: Gaffney for Graham?
0: No, I want to trade Jamiah for Jay Heath. No. <sighs> No. Uh, can we get wait? Why we, would
1: you want him? He's a weak finisher. <laughs> well, at least no. he finishes. <laughs>
0: Absolutely
2: not. <laughs> uh, I don't want anything that's been tainted by Georgetown. Um, <laughs> can we get
0: Kamani back? Uh, we yeah. Let's let's have Mickey Mitchell stop being a coach and be a player again. Dude, do you think James Harden still is eligible? Probably yeah. not. Hey,
1: LeBron never went to college. Hey, no. That's how that I, works, right? I I <laughs> agree. <if> <laughs> can you imagine what Joe just said? Uh, Anthony Lucas, no Joe Graham, Graham is playing Jacob. three minutes. No, even. having Graham on the free throw line with Washington down low. Yeah, that those hooks, bro. Not, yeah. No, uh-huh. no, no, a hook from the free. No, I'm- yeah, why not? They're automatic. <laughs> he, <could laughs> take he, did, from- he did take like no, t- they're bucks, automatic, dude. But uh, his mid range was great. Yeah,
2: um, I, I I do miss. He was also our biggest fan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do miss him in the chat. Honestly, after games. <laughs> um, last thing uh, on Hurley. He said this week is critical in terms of not losing any more ground to the top tier of the league in standings. U of A, UCLA, both those teams really, really high right now. I'm pretty sure UCLA has won 10 or 11 in a row at this point um, after a sloppy start to the season. And then U of A is obviously number five in the nation with their only loss coming to Utah. They're good. Um, they are really good. Is there a way for ASU to catch these teams? Do we genuinely believe that they— at U of A at, and UCLA? Yeah. No. No, you no. think there is
1: in the in okay. the standings or in in the in the standings? Oh,
2: yeah, oh, do you, but mean, do you
0: believe it? No, mm. like I know, re- I know, I know what numbers say. Do, do I, I think so? Do you think they can? Do you think they will? There you go. No, no. So you don't think no. you think they get swept by both Arizona and UCLA?
1: I mean, they could take one from either team, maybe. But I mean, at this point, UCLA does not have a conference guys? list, right, guys? I believe so. I think you're gonna beat UCLA. I think you might be able to sweep UCLA. Well, UCLA is awesome. I think you can beat whoa. anybody.
2: You showed you showed in that U of A game. If you played, if they played an entire game, they would have beat U of A. Like they showed that they're capable of of hanging with U of A. Um, I don't know if hanging is the right word because they kind of had to claw back, but like you know what I mean. They, they they were they a few things go their way, a few shots drop in the first half. ASU wins that game. Um, oh, dude! I think U of A is better than UCLA. January
1: nineteenth, eight thirty p.m. Uh, UCLA here. Ooh. Does that not just scream upset? Yeah, no, it does.
0: Yeah, was that not like what happened dark. with last year? Yeah. Wasn't last year a Super League overtime, yeah.
1: It gonna was. A at we're going to get a messed up score bug. We'll have you at the game, but you guys will get a messed up score bug because it's on FS1. Nah, should we start
0: the next game with no audio? Like no. Thursday's yeah. game? Uh, no, I think no we
1: might have to. I mean, the they, won, they have not lost a half
2: since we start. Since we turned the
1: audio off. I also moved my chair slightly when I was at the arena. So In the second half? Yeah, so that might
0: be it. You're going to start with that, and we're going to start with no audio.
2: And I also think we have to go back to the original Michigan Bad Birdie shirt lineup. Okay. That's my profile.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Did somebody, did you wear a different Bad Birdie yeah, shirt? Yeah, remember I wore it for the Creighton game and we still won, so it didn't yeah. matter. But we will go back to it. This is the original okay. one. Okay. Maybe
0: we have to get some
2: tacos from Taco Boys do with you, no salsa. You,
1: you only have one. Do you have multiple? I, I have five. three. Maybe I should switch mine up? No. So we we do cats, cats, your floral. Okay. Cats, cats, floral. Okay.
0: Okay. That's what we're going to be rocking then next time. Um, so you think that sweeping UCLA is a real yeah they have a chance. Absolutely. Where does that confidence
1: come from? What do you mean? UCLA has shown that they 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 that they're they struggle, and we've seen ASU play with the best of the best. Yeah. I mean this, I, isn't, this isn't this isn't UCLA like not even last year's UCLA. Yeah, it, and they, no, but they're good.
2: No, they are a very, they're, 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 very
0: a, good. they're a very good team. But do you think they're better than U of A? No. Do you think ASU can beat U of A? Uh they have to play perfect. Which ASU hasn't shown me that they can. Yeah, they did. They should do it against Michigan. They showed you that they can. I, I I don't I don't I
2: think it's ridiculous to expect it, but I think it's also ridiculous to assume it's impossible.
0: I would say I wouldn't say it's impossible. I would say like if I'm going percentages here, I would probably say there is a twelve percent chance that ASU could sweep UCLA.
2: Um, I would go more like twenty, twenty five, but yeah. I, I mean I I think we're on the same page there. Like again, I think it's possible. I don't think it's likely. But I, I don't think the the possibility is zero. I think it's significantly larger than zero. I, I, I as far as catching them in the standings, I don't, I don't know. It's going to be hard, especially since you already lost to U of A once. Um, but also got to catch Utah. They're undefeated in conference still too. Um, yeah. But and USC is three and one. I, I, I don't believe UC- there's a chance. But I, 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 I do not expect it.
1: UCLA, even in their two losses against very good teams, make let's make that be clear. Um, they haven't really turned the ball over. ASU turns people's t- people over. Yeah. That's what they do. They turn people over. I thought you were
2: going to say they turn people's balls over. <laughs> yeah. I he was oh, like... I,
1: no, that's why I was laughing because I was very <laughs> close <laughs> to saying it. But I thought you guys were going to be mature enough to no, know, get past know, it. no. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah. But yeah, I 100.
2: I thought that's where you go. Yeah, going. no, with. I mean that, that is ultimately the thing with this team though is that they their defense is so good. I mean, it's it's the same thing I say about Washington and. The other school that's very famous for playing the zone. Mm-hmm. Like, nice, <laughs> that defense, obviously for a very different reason, because it's the zone and it's hard to play, but that defense allows them to keep stay to beat almost anybody, especially if they're not used to seeing that defense, which is why a, a school that is very popular for, for the zone. Syracuse. Yes. Um, is always a dangerous <laughs> tournament team, because you're going to run into a school who just doesn't know how to play, has never seen the zone, and even if they're better than you, they just don't know what to do against and that defense.
1: The battle comes out of nowhere and kills you.
2: Yep. Yeah, The GOAT. Um, or Braden, uh, I forget his last name. Sorry, Braden. But he, he's a walk on who comes on the bench after your starting point guard falls out and he's got to save the day. Or your starting point guard gets suspended right before Selection Sunday and then he's not there for the tournament. That definitely never happened for a school that was known for the zone.
1: Um, or you have a six foot six point guard that. You- that some guy in Scottsdale put all of his stock into and made him one of his favorite players, and then he did nothing in the NBA. I'm looking at you, Michael Carter Williams. Mm. was hey. Struggle. What do you mean nothing? He's rookie of the year. Oh my god, he was. Yeah, yeah. And then did nothing. <laughs> then did nothing. <laughs> he was one of my favorite players to watch. <laughs> I, why was I such a big Syracuse fan? Remember when? <laughs> remember when the, the Timberwolves family. drafted uh, Ricky
2: Rubio and Johnny Flynn? Johnny Flynn was the goat too. New York. Through and through, I really wanted to get drafted by the Knicks because he's from Buffalo. Went to Syracuse. And then, if you had gone to New that's York, that's one would of the biggest travel guard busts of
1: all time.
0: Yeah, I do want to get to Jacob's comment in the chat about Anthony oh, it's Lucas, by the way. But but before we do that, I uh, want to tell you guys about burrito Spre- burrito Express. Whoa. Yeah, I know burrito Express. I burrito Express Spre- uh, I still have yet to have one in twenty twenty three, but it was a phenomenal way to and finish twenty twenty two with a breakfast supreme, no cheese, double bacon. And chef's kiss. It was beautiful. Guys, I got locations just about anywhere. You guys can buy a $25 Burrito Express gift card and get a free burrito with it. So you're Free ready. You're literally spending money and you're getting
1: lunch. And you can act like you're a good person. You're going to give that to somebody, but you can actually just keep that. So you just get a free burrito and then a $25 to spend at Burrito Express.
2: I, I might next time I go, I'm going to buy a gift card. and use that to buy our burritos and then get a free burrito.
0: Mm, okay. life hack. You guys can head over to your nearby Burrito Express location today to get that awesome deal. Shane, you want to tell the people about uh, what we got going on in, what day is it today? The second. Uh, 11 days. 10 days. 10 days. Whoa. 10 days. 10 days. That's wow. Right. We graduated from Arizona State.
2: Yeah. That was
1: Well, that I was thought it was next week. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The tea party hosted by, or presented boop, boop, by boop. Four Peaks, hosted at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. Renting out the entire driving range. It's going to be so fun. Come hang with Big Drive Energy and the PHNX crew and fellow diehards for a night of golf, food, drinks, contest prizes, and more. More. Love the way uh, you plus, that. The, plus the Suns crew will be shot hosting a watch party, two big screens, a three point competition or half court shot competition, just a bunch of fun stuff. Plus kids 10 under play for free with a free youth clinic. And if you're a diehard, you get a special link as well. So make sure to check your link in the Discord. You'll save up to 20% off on this awesome event. It's gonna be so fun. Sean's gonna embarrass himself. Mm. Poetry's probably, probably not gonna swing a golf. Oh, club I'm gonna flex he's too on scared.
0: I'm gonna swing a golf club. I'm swinging at you. Damn it! Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, telling Coachery talking Tell shit. Tongue shit.
1: I love you. Swing I'm, a sorry. Golf club. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Joe said he had a burrito express burrito on Sunday. Love it.
0: Things you love to hear. All right, Jacob. We're gonna get to your comment in the chat, uh, talking about Anthony Lucas bringing him home. Defensive lineman. He what? Where? He, oh, there he is. Anthony Perfect. Lucas is joining us right now. He's got a mustache. Oh, I was like what? Um, mustache. Straight
1: from the transfer portal to our studios. Charlie Regal, get your guy, bring him home. <laughs> Chaparral. <Chef Royale>.
0: Uh, <laughs> so he was the 2021 Eagles? Firebirds number one <laughs> football prospect <laughs> yeah. out of Arizona. Okay, number one. You guys
1: finished? <laughs> yeah, we're just being Firebirds.
0: Uh, number one prospect out of Arizona in 2021. Number 59 overall prospect in the country. Um, defensive lineman, I believe Texas A&M yep. is where he played this last season. And entered there entered the transfer portal. What a value um, of a program that was. This guess year. where he was? <laughs> Number
1: one recruiting class in the nation, by the way, and guess one of the highest paid coaches.
0: Or was he seen
2: this with? He was seen
0: at a son of a hockey game this past weekend. Anthony Lucas
2: wasn't there. Also, the head football coach of the Arizona State football team. He
0: was also there along with Vince Vaughn. Was he passed? Was Vince Vaughn at the ASU game too? Huh? He went to the ASU game too. The hockey game? Yeah. Oh no no no! Just I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Just Coyotes game. game. But Dilly was Dilly was at both. Oh no, he was at the hockey game. He He was was at at the basketball and and then he went to hockey. Yeah, I get the Coyotes in Arizona. It's almost like they play at the same arena. Yeah, it's (laughs) tough sometimes. Um, What would it mean to get a guy like Anthony Lucas? Obviously, he's got the notoriety of being the former number one. When
1: is the last time we've had a good pass rusher? When? Karan Crump. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, Will Sutton. Yeah. And he was a D tackle, and then Terrell Suggs. Uh, hey, there we go. Those are the so only like three th- in the last twenty three <laughs> years. Um. Also, what's his uh? What U- Utah? Utah Mer- Merlin Robertson. That was a good pass rusher.
0: Mm. No.
1: Yeah, it was. It wasn't a good pass rusher. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. He had a great game against Utah. Did he get a sack? Huh. Two sacks? Well, maybe. <laughs> just one three pressures yeah. um, nine sacks we need him we but, need another defensive lineman he actually committed and then decommitted when he saw me and Sean doing this mm, yeah. so this is our fault Yeah, damn it End up. Um, but I mean it
2: goes to the whole recruiting in state thing like I think the difference between like there's, it is one thing to recruit in-state. It's one thing to recruit the best players from your state. It is uh, something it – it's why Texas is such a – it's been such a poverty program the last 10, 15 years. Because they get re- in-state recruits, but the best players in Texas are going to A&M. They're going to Oklahoma. Or they're going to Alabama, like LSE, whatever. Like They're, they're leaving the best players or leaving the state. Yep. B. John Robinson. B. John Robinson left for Texas, ironically. Can you imagine but,
1: if
0: John Robinson was a Sun Devil? He'd be the greatest running back in college football history. <laughs> As opposed to well, him, exactly is John
1: Robinson in Texas,
0: Brian Carrington, woo woo. who's now here. Things you love to see. Um, so we'll obviously, obviously, Anthony Lucas to ASU would be an amazing addition for this team. Um, we'll see what transpires over the next handful of days, weeks, months, um, years. I don't know if it would be years, decades, but, um, <laughs> centuries, millennia. Wow, I've got nothing else for you on that one. I don't Eons? Know where we go, that after Eons. Elon. Yep. Eons? Yeah. Eons. Eons. Mm. Elon, it, yeah, Elon is going to buy it and change
2: it to Elon. <laughs> I'm Elon Musk, and I own time. thats <laughs> hey, hey. that is that that is.
0: If there was someone to own time, it'd be him or Bezos. <laughs> um, let's talk about why the Pac-12 sucks. Why don't we? Oh, really? We, Do we, we need the Big, big Ten. Write <sighs> <laughs> 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 it
2: down. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah we'll, we'll we'll keep track of everyone in the new 2023. Year. Yeah. Um. Well, the Pac-12 does suck too. Not just the Big Ten, uh, because well, we, we, as a country, were robbed from a great Utah game, and then Cam Rising went down. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I said yeah. You know, you said yeah. Yes, that was going to be a great game. Okay. And well, they're not the only Pac-12 team. Hurt.
0: They're not the only Pac-12 team to to lose a game. Um, we yeah. in bowl season. You've got we, Utah. Washington State got obliterated. Yes. USC Big lost 10. embarrassingly. In my personal opinion, too yeah. late. Terrible look for the Big Ten. Uh, and then UCLA also well, yep, we've come lost a heartbreak. We knew this was going to It's UCLA,
2: not the biggest lo-
0: loss in the Big Ten
2: though. Ohio State's <gasps> loss is pretty bad.
1: DTR, that's another. That's another one. Not Drake. DTR.
0: Oh, the, yeah. yeah.
1: God, he was ass. And yeah. then he got hurt. And then he got hurt. Yeah.
0: Um. So you got those four teams losing. Then you got Washington winning, Oregon winning, and then Oregon State dominated their game. Oh yeah. Um, Oregon but, State, your 2023 Pac-12 champions. The big thing for me is USC in Utah or in New Year's Six games, right? Right now, the Pac-12 is 0-2 this season in New Year's Six games. Last year, Utah beat Ohio State. Obviously, that was an incredible game, one of the best games in um, in my personal opinion, recent like college football history. Um, and then you've got Oregon losing their New Year's Six game in 2020. So the Pac-12 as a conference is 1-3 in three in the last three years in those big games. Arguably... Six of the biggest bowl games that there are at any given point in a season. Mm-hmm. Why can't the Pac-12 compete with other conferences?
1: Because they're the Pac-12, and next year they're going to be the Pac-10, and next year they need to bring the whale back into their logo. Bring a whale back in the, the whale, logo. the whale. Yeah.
2: Well, they're definitely going to have to redesign their logo. Um, I don't want to just be the Pac. You don't need the number. You're yeah. just the Pacific Athletic Conference. Why be the Big Ten? Why, why did the they suck? Guys? Well, you can't. You can't. Yeah, you can't just be the big. So you're going to have to figure that one out. But um, they could just be the big, and I wonder what the Big Twelve is going to do. Are they going to be the Big Fourteen?
1: No, none of these guys are going to change except for the Pack. The pack likes to none change. None of these guys. Uh, none of these guys. Yeah, all these fellas are going to dude. stay the same. Um, they can't compete because they like USC with the Heisman winning quarterback. We know their defense is
0: because shit because their defense is sucks. shit. Sucks. Yes. Yeah. I tried to tell
2: you all. I tried to tell you We know their their defense started. We know their defense was dogged. I started in their spring game,
1: which, hey, you get to learn things about a team when your spring game's actually a game. I know we're we're Pac 12 lovers and we like to defend this conference. I am not a Pac 12 lover. I am a realist. At the the start of the season, whether you call it not being ready, not getting up, not having enough talent, whatever it is, Oregon got killed by a good SEC team, the best team in the country. Georgia, 48 to three. Yes. Okay. You got a, you, you got a, 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 loss that you, Utah shouldn't have taken against Florida that, that, hurt the conference. Shout out Oregon state. And then they played each, and, right. and then the conference played each other. And then you're like, Ooh, the shootout. This conference is good, but they're playing each other they're all mid. And yeah. then you, and then you see what happens at the end of the year and you're like, Oh shit. They, they, compared to the other conferences, they can't compete with these rosters. That's just not how they're built. They're not good enough. Unless
2: you're Oregon state. Cause you're the only team in the conference that actually has a defense.
0: But even then,
1: and they would have
2: they
0: gotten killed in a New Year's Six
2: game. Utah oh. has a defense
0: and got bombed on all game long. Yeah, they got killed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Utah's Utah is... Literally, there have been two Pac-12 teams to win a New Year's Six game in the last four years. Justin Herbert's Oregon Ducks and Cameron Rising's Utah Utes. That's it. Everybody else sucks. <laughs> like, that's... It's, wait, wait. And you can't say that USC's roster doesn't compete because, A, they bought their entire roster. <laughs> and I don't want to hear that they didn't. Uh, you have the Heisman winning quarterback. One of the greatest NFL draft prospects in probably the last five six years. Gonna go number one overall. Sure thing next year. Bryce Simpson, Alabama. Stop it. And yet you blow what a fourteen point lead or a twelve point lead to Tulane. Yeah, I mean, again, it's look at they don't have a defense. They scored forty five points and they lost. There are all over the nation that don't have defenses that don't get blown out in near six games or that don't uh, blow twelve point leads. There's something inherently bad about the Pac-12. Well, I mean, the post. It's like
2: Shane just said. You spend an entire year playing teams that are on your level, and then you have to go play a real team. You're not prepared for it. And again, sure, a lot of teams have bad defense. USC's defense is bad in a conference full of bad defenses. It's it's been it was bad as soon as Lincoln Riley stepped on campus. Okay, then what about Utah? Let's talk about Utah because Utah. Well, okay, here. Utah doesn't have talent like that. Utah's a great team. They're just not.
1: They don't have stars. Here, here, here's the biggest thing. You go to the bigs and you go to the sec and you have you know, these huge gaudy five-star recruits that are awesome and so good, but you know, who's waiting behind them? Really good four-star yeah, recruits. exactly. Other it's really good doubt. five-star recruits. You know, USC might buy a roster full of five stars. You know, Utah might get a couple huge guys. They might develop their guys. You know, Oregon state might get their quarterback of the future. U- UCLA might have a five-star starting at quarterback next year but they don't have the depth and yeah. in bull games when t- guys don't want to get injured and they sit out you know who plays joe Schmo, some 5'11 white receiver that nobody's <laughs> heard of before well and you see, joe gonna...
0: Schmoe was brendan rice who <laughs> yeah. had 200 receiving yeah. yards and two touchdowns okay. brendan but, but, Jerry but that's rice that's what
1: i'm talking about brendan rice that's not that's not joe Schmo. that's not the guy sitting behind brendan rice they don't have these playmakers that can make a difference like like penn state bombing over utah with with guys that have done okay throughout the year but they're more talented uh, Well, I—I mean, I just the rosters are so deeper.
2: USC has offensive talent for days, like for days. Like Brendan
0: Rice was the answer to Uh, no Jordan Addison.
2: Yeah, again. This team scored but that's forty-five one two, points. That's not
1: one and then five.
2: I don't think. I, I think talking about USC's offense is a waste of time. I think mean, it's one of the best in the country objectively. I I'm not worried about their depth. Again, scored forty-five points.
1: Yeah. Their defense is tragic. But let's, but, but that's not the comment. Tulane is that's a that's a weird game. They, as Joe said, they didn't punt or turn it over, and they still lost. Like it was a weird game. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the reason why these teams can't succeed is because they're not oh, yeah. deep enough. They just yeah. aren't. Yeah, like, and I mean,
2: yeah, like I said about Utah. Utah is a very good Pac-12 school. Very good, Pack Twelve. Kevin Rising, very good, Pack Twelve quarterback. He's not a top ten quarterback in the country, and not that Tulane had that, but also Tulane was playing for something bigger than themselves. Tulane was playing for their first significant bowl game since segregation. Since <laughs> you, was it not was it twenty three
1: something like that? It's I'm been, pretty sure, been I'm been pretty sure women got the right to vote.
2: I'm pretty sure women got the right to vote, and then three years later, Tulane won their last significant bowl game, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Shettled suffrage. Yeah, big big pro suffrage <laughs> guy. Uh, but like what? So they were playing for something different. So this one game, sure, is an enigma. But they're, de- it's the pack, man. People don't want to come play on the West Coast. It's also the West Coast. But, it's a whole different vibe out here.
1: But but now you're kind of seeing an influx of like bigger recruits are coming to the West Coast. And it, mm-hmm. it is happening. But again, my point still stands. Like one bull games, your guys are going to sit out. Your yeah. best guys will sit out. And even if they don't, like Caleb Williams didn't sit out. Depth is going to be impacted. And I'm not talking about skill position. I'm talking about in the trenches. You know, one or two defensive linemen might be missing here and there. A linebacker might be missing. A corner might be missing here. And and at, at Alabama, it doesn't matter because, you know, the 6-4 corner that runs a 4-3 is getting replaced by a 6-2 corner who runs a 4-4. Four, four. There's almost no drop-off. At USC, there's a big drop-off. At, at Utah, there's a huge drop-off. At UCLA, there's a big drop-off. I think that's why you see them not competing with other teams is because the depth isn't there. Yeah. So will they never compete then? Unless there's something changes, unless I, NIL might change a lot of this. It might, it might change the entire landscape of what we see because we haven't seen the full impact of it. But that, that is, that, that's what I think is happening. Well, yeah, I just, it's, it's. But it's, with that being said, uh, as Joe says, USC should be Tulane yeah, every and I time. think, I
2: think <laughs> you play that game nine more times, USC probably wins all nine of them.
1: Like, it's just. I hate that.
0: I hate that though.
2: What? Because they, they're not. Gonna no, them. I know. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I do think uh, realistically, USC's a better team yeah, than Tulane. Yeah, excuse, but. Um, but it, it's I, I so I do, but I do think like it's hard to talk about this game in the context of why the conference struggles because I think this game was so unique. Um, but I mean, you look at the rest of them. Washington State got blown out by Fresno State. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams aren't there anymore. Blown out, like they got blown out. They didn't score a touch. Did, did they score a touchdown? Is that two I think field they goals? Is they what they scored six points? It doesn't really matter how it happened. Um, <laughs> Three safeties. Yeah. yeah, I would actually. They would earn my respect for that. A great defensive performance. Um, yeah, man. I just, I it's 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 the ACC of the West. Like it's it's the Bigs and, and SEC specifically the Big Ten and the SEC. They're on a different level. Um, that doesn't excuse a Pac-12 team was in Fresno State. Um, they did just lose though, like you said. Yeah, they got hey, killed. Shout out Oregon State though. Shout out Oregon State. They did what they Your, did. 2023 Pac-12 champions, Pac-10 champions, or no Pac-12 still,
0: yeah. Pac-12 still, yeah. You're calling it right now, yeah. Oregon and, State well, in the conference.
2: Washington,
1: very big win over Texas. Who who's going to beat Oregon State next year? In the championship game? In, in the in the
2: in the conference during uh, the regular season? USC.
0: I don't think so.
1: Look That's at how that USC North game spread. went this year.
2: Uh, it,
0: like I said, USC and Utah. I don't care who got what in the offseason. You have to prove to me that a you can beat the best player in college football next year on USC and anybody else in the PAC 12, as far as it goes as Utah, you got to prove to me that your coach can out coach the best coach in the conference year yeah. after year. All I'm saying is
2: if Oregon state had just about any other quarterback in the conference, they beat USC this year. I think you put eight of the other quarterbacks in this conference on that roster and they beat USC in that game. Um, so I, I'm not gonna say that you like USC is still gonna be amazing. They're still gonna have one of the best offenses in the country. So I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that you they don't stand a chance against Oregon State. But I listen,
1: I if Oregon you told
2: State me that Oregon State goes undefeated and wins and is in the college world playoff next year, I'm not gonna be surprised by it. I think they'll end up getting blown out by Georgia or something in the first round of the CFP. I
0: do not wanna see Oregon State versus Georgia.
2: I don't wanna see anybody versus anybody Georgia. Um but I just
0: I I've That's even, my favorite thing, to win a conference. That's my favorite thing at the start of every season. Everybody gets a bunch of transfers or they get their new coach. USC, USC, for example, was all high and mighty because they got Caleb Williams, Jordan Addison, Lincoln Riley, and you lose to Tulane in a, a New Year's Six game. Right? Here's a question. Oregon. Oregon, they got Kenny Dillingham, phenomenal offensive mind. They have Bo Nix, the resurgence of Bo Nix. They've got Dan Lanning, a former Georgia assistant. They scored three points against Georgia. Yeah, Three no, Georgia is an points. NFL team.
2: That's a... a it doesn't... You, oh, I think Ohio State's the only team in the country that competes... Well, outside of the... I guess LSU and, and Alabama. Alabama. The only team in the country that competes with them. Because of how good their offense is. I don't think... I think, UC, I think USC puts up more points than Oregon did. But they still think they get blown out by Georgia. Uh, I think Stetson Bennett. Bennett. wee Also, we need to give more respect to Stetson Bennett. That man is a good quarterback. He's also twenty five. He's, he's my age he's a good he's, college quarterback. He's a yeah, tremendous college quarterback. Barely college. Uh, Barely college
0: at this point. But was what I wanted to ask. Is was this season a success for USC? No. No. You didn't win the conference and you got obliterated in the bowl game. Okay. Put and aside now you lose you lose. Jordan put aside Edison. the expectations
2: that I think uh, society put on USC, which I think we all. I think they agreed. put their
0: expectations on themselves. Yeah,
2: that's fair. But I think we all agreed before the season that expecting them to be a CFP team was slightly unrealistic. Even though they ended up being damn near close, like I, I, I think they played. They were. I think the season was went better than I expected it to. To be quite honest, I don't know if that means it's a, a success, but I think they overachieved.
0: I think when you lose in the Pac twelve championship the way they did. And then you lose in a New Year's Six game the way you did. You're like I said, you're losing Jordan Addison, projected first round pick, and you look at all the NIL deals that he got. I think it equated to like fifty thousand dollars per reception that he had as a Trojan. That's a lot of money to free up for new recruits, though. And now you're now he's gone. I don't think salary
1: cap. I don't think, I, don't <laughs> yeah,
0: think I, I do not think that this year could be considered a success because the expectation was you were going to be the Pac-12 champion. And you yes, but Joe makes the point that I guess yeah. I'm making
2: is that they had four wins the year before so a massive turnaround for one of a legacy program that has been stuck in the mud for the last 10 15 yeah, years but and they I think like Joe again Joe said they prove that they can they're better than half if not more of the big 10.
1: Yeah but my, my thing is before the season if you said this is what's gonna happen they'd be like great awesome. For sure, yeah. If they started the way they did, and then you, you you think about it, if if you tell them after their first loss to Utah that you lose to Utah again, worse in the Pac-12 championship, and then you get you you, you get yeah, devastated right. by Tulane, like then that's not good. Yeah, as a coach, you can't have a worse performance in the second time to- the second time you play a team in a Pac-12 championship.
2: No, I agree with you. you, you. No, that, that's fair. I do th- Yeah, I think I think the expectations got readjusted but, in the season,
1: but. Putting it in a vacuum, just the season itself from last year, one hundred percent. I think it's success. yeah.
2: I think I think like because because if if ASU for example they start next year off five and zero, and then they they miss the Pac twelve championship, we're probably going to sit there and say it's a failure, right? But if if you tell tell me right now that in week ten there's a chance that they're even in the pac world championship. I'm going to be like, holy shit! This is one of the greatest. This is a, a massive success.
0: Yeah, but that you
2: look at the off seasons. The off seasons were wildly different. No, I, I know, like. but I, I but I was also adjusting for that as well. I'm just saying, I, like I think, our
0: expectations would be different if we had Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison coming
2: here. That's fair. Yeah, I just think I just think they. I just think Joe is saying what I'm saying. They 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 the the progress they made towards their goal of being a top four team in the country. In one year, considering where they started, was incredible to me. Yeah. Um, and now better than over. I expected. Now you start over. Just like everybody else. You don't start over. You start over.
0: It's your zero zero. And, it doesn't
1: matter. You're zero and zero. Anything I, can happen. Yeah, anything that's not can how happen.
2: that works. You don't start. You. It's not a new
0: roster. You still have the best quarterback in right. the country.
1: Can I on the show with this? Uh, is it an ad read for Underdog Fantasy? Uh, let's do that first, and okay. then I'll end the show soon. Okay, guys.
0: Go download <laughs> Underdog Fantasy. It's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and sign up with code PHNX, and Underdog is going match to match your first deposit up to $100. I personally enjoy the pick'ems. You guys Bones. Bones, my mm. bad. Higher, lower, NBA, a- NHL, um, literally anything you think that you can bet on, you literally can with Underdog Fantasy. Even eSports you can include in your pick'em. Um, which is a lot of fun. So again, go download the app, sign up with the promo code PHNX, and they're going to match your first deposit up to
1: 100 bones.
0: Hammer um, X Bear to have higher than
2: two kills in game one, two, and three of a League of Legends game. Hammer it. Is he a dog? Uh,
0: sure, he's
1: a bear. He's a bear. <laughs> Why X not?
0: Bear? Why not? I right, chain. Without further ado, what do uh, you got?
1: Um, excuse me. <laughs> can uh can I? No. What? Can you do your sign off and then can I talk again? Or is that going to ruin your sign off? It yeah. probably would ruin my sign off. Okay. um, Guys, just remember um, Eric Gentry was the one trying to defend the touchdown pass that Tulane scored on to beat USC. Fact. Oh, God. Okay.
0: Well, guys, if you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at phnx underscore sign devils. You can follow me at anthony underscore totri. You can follow Shane at Shane If You can follow Sean DePause at Sean underscore DePause. Thinking to Mar Hamlin as always. Yes, sir. We will see you guys. Wednesday, live at 2 p.m. But for now, peace.